everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies Author Interview Series. I'm your host, Deborah Carty, and with me today, I have uh, Curtis. Curtis, how are you? I'm great today, Deborah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a little bit cooler here in New York, and you're telling me out there you're getting the heat wave. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a heat wave like that. We don't get the humidity, so I can't complain. <laughs> yeah. So, Curtis, why don't you introduce yourself and give the people a little background? Okay, my name is Curtis Kessinger, and uh, I, I like to say that I'm kind of an accidental author. I never, ever planned on writing a book, so if anybody wants to write a book, there, there are many steps ahead of me, and they can do it. So, uh, I originally started out writing stand-up comedy and performing, so that's where my writing kind of comes from, and it's really more verbal writing than it is, you know, a novel or something like that. And uh, I just kind of progressed from writing comedy to writing film scripts, and then the next step, you know, you try to get your film scripts sold, which is, you know, that that hurdle jumps up in front of you again. So I, I thought, well, I got to take the next step, which is to learn how to make films, make my own films. So I started reading other film books, volunteered on film shoots, and, you know, I kept a lot of notes, and that kind of turned into a book. And a couple of friends of mine, you know, one of the information that I had written, I kind of use it as as my notes for for filmmaking and they said wow you've got a book here why don't you turn this into a book so that's really how I turned into a, a, an accidental author and made the made turned it into a book called uh, just shoot it kind of a motivational filmmaking book I love it you know because that's what um, that's how a lot of authors in the nonfiction area start and it's the reason I started one of my podcasts way back then because someone said you should have a site teaching people how to do whatever and I'm like well I'm really a better talker than I am a writer so (laughs) there's this new technology out called podcasting maybe I'll give that a shot (laughs) and that's what worked for me and uh, like you said I turned into an accidental expert because everybody wanted to know and I said well if you've got a question you're going to be on a podcast with me and I'll answer your question. (laughs) Yeah it's you just never know where you're going to end up when you start something right? Nope not at all. Um, and now, is that book self-published, or is that book traditionally published? It is, it is self-published. I initially went to, to some of the bigger publishers that uh, work in the, the entertainment business, that kind of book, and, you know, I, I kind of got a feeling that, I mean, they even, a couple of them even told me, said, look, we could, we could put your book out there. You're probably not going to make a lot of money. You're probably not going to make any money. But you'd have a book out there. And I thought, well, that's kind of self-defeating. You know, that's great to have a book out there, but... If I can find a way to self-publish, and so that's the route I went. Um, I could have probably had one of them, you know, actually publish it for me, but I thought, let me just try this. I'm kind of a self-starter; I like to do things myself anyway. So I just went ahead and self-published it. Okay, and it's available as an ebook and as a print book. Yes, it is, and I've actually have a second edition out. Initially, I, I put some tech, technological things in there that you know the advancement in technology, especially in the filmmaking business, changes so fast. Mm-hmm. I, I said. I need to take that out of there so that the book will stand the test of time. And so I just put out a second edition this year, and uh, it is available on online as an ebook as well as a paperback. Okay, great. And that's at Amazon? Yes, it is. And I use their uh, Create Space for my fulfillment. I love that. I, I love Create Space. I have several books sitting here that um, I'm really proud of because, you know, they're they're my photography books and they didn't cost me a million dollars to print as it would have at some other places. Oh, it's amazing. And I and, and even there, you know, when you're ordering your own books, I, I went 
went out to a lot of printers online to find out what it would cost me just to order my own books. Yep. And I couldn't find a better price than on CreateSpace. So. Well, and plus you got to order 100 or 500 from the other guys. Yeah, and at CreateSpace, yeah. you can order 10. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're done up, with those 10, you can get some more. <laughs> yeah. Their setup fees are more than what it would cost you to get your 50 books. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then now you have a second book. Right. The second book... Uh, the first book I wrote, I, I tried to put as much motivational stuff in there as possible. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try and come up with a more general book on uh, just overall success, kind of what it takes to be successful no matter what you're trying to do. And that way, you know, it's a much bigger market. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried, to, and I tried to write a short, concise, really dense book that really gives people everything from mindset to, to management of their daily life so that they can use their time. I mean, you know, we, we never have enough time, so you try to find a way to use the time you have to get done what you need to get done. Right. And so it, that book is called uh, The Ultimate You. Okay. And the, sub, and the subtitle of it is called Achieving Greatness, and I'm really, the, my definition of greatness is not being number one in your industry, number one in money, number one in, you know, owning the biggest house. It's all about giving back and helping others and trying to, you're really going to gain your happiness, I think, from, from helping other people. Well, and that's a theory, that's a philosophy that I totally agree with. Um, you, even, even if you're writing fiction, you know, you are still giving back by telling your stories and you're helping to entertain people. Right. And, you know, it's, writing isn't usually a selfish thing. It, it can be sometimes, but when you really get down to it, writing is about sharing. And either with um, nonfiction or fiction, you know, you're, you're telling stories. Right. And I love the way your first book came about. And then that led to, like you said, okay, well, I can inspire filmmakers and show them what to do. And, you know, uh, you had to update it because people aren't shooting with Super 8s anymore. They're shooting right. with digital cameras. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and then you're, because of the flexibility you have from self-publishing, you're able to update that. And, right. you know, if tomorrow there's some super new cool thing that we can shoot videos from, you know, you'll be ready to be able to adapt it without having to lose your current reviews and your current ratings and rankings for the book. Yeah, and, and it... Uh... You know, it, it just—it's just so easy now. To, to there's no barriers anymore to entry as far as being an author, or even a filmmaker. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, everything has gotten so cheap that there's there's um, no excuse up than not to do it. You know, you just you have to find a way to do it. That's what I I feel. That's that's a pretty cool philosophy. And now, wanting to expand it into that second book, I can totally see that because you're teaching one group of people, and now you want to say, well. Hey, you know, anybody can share. So here's how you can achieve greatness and feel really good about yourself and help other people. Right. And, and really, you've got to get to the point where you don't expect anything in return. I think, I think it was a John Wooden quote that I saw where he said, you know, your best day is going to be when you can give something to somebody that can't give you anything back. Yep. So, and, and I random, try, you know, random acts of anonymous kindness Yes. yes. what I call them. Yes, that's great. And it, it is, you really, I mean, so many people need that extra little push and, and they don't have it from some, somebody else. So if you can be that person, that's great. Yeah. You never know when you say, um, hey, I read your blog post. It was really cool. Or, you know, that Facebook status that you put up, what's going on? 
or you know you had a tweet that actually caught my attention and I you know I laughed out loud about it instead of just typing lol <laughs> right, right and there's so much you know with it with the social media media and everything exploding there's so much negativity out there that yeah. you know you need, people need the other side more than they they might say they do you know and speaking of social media what kinds of social media do you use to promote um, your books I, I, I really you know I've I, Initially, Facebook, I was going to try to use it for my business, but I realized it's, I mean, things are so scattered now. There's so many opportunities, but it's also, there are almost too many opportunities out there. Yep. So I, I really try to focus in on who really is my market. And okay. so the filmmaking, with the filmmaking, I go for, I, you know, I Google or, you know, use Yahoo. I search for filmmaking groups and they're, they're everywhere online. You know, you can find them. I try to go in there and, and open up and, and try to help give people tips rather than just saying, hey, buy my book. You know, right. I try to give them something before I'll ask them for something back. So I, I initially used uh, that for the filmmaking book, and I would go in there quite often. There were a couple of sites that I would go to, and you know now it's exploded. There are so many sites. You, you, you've just got to pick and choose which ones you think are going to be the best benefit to you because there are just almost too many to do to cover. You know. Yeah, that's and that's something that I've. Um, I've actually put out a, another uh, interview query about is whether people are using Goodreads, whether authors um, are using things like Goodreads that are specifically tailored to authors, or um, you know, are they still just finding success? Um, many authors I've interviewed have said that Twitter is giving them a lot of success, and they're finding collaborators. And you know, like you said, with forums, they're putting information out there, tips out there and things that aren't selling out there so right. that um, people don't get to know them as, you know, Joe the sales car salesman, but right. as, you know, here's an expert that's willing to share with me, hey, I'll click on his profile and I'll go to his website and I'll see what's going on. Right, exactly. And one, th one thing I do with my website is, um, for the filmmaking book, I post articles on there. And if I post a new article, then I go into the group and say, hey, here's a new article on cinematography or here's a new article on screenwriting. And, and, I, and I'll go find other people that have already written great articles and I'll say, can I use your article on my website? Do you mind? I'll put a link to your site, whatever information you want me to put. I'll be glad to do that if you'll let me put this post your article on my site. Nice. That's and that's the whole you know that's a whole new uh, way that people are starting to instead of um, just leaving comments on each other's blogs, uh, which can get lost yes. in the you know you you can have a blog post that's once it gets to be like two weeks old nobody wants to comment on it anymore. Right. But if you have a fresh new content from someone else, you know a guest post, it benefits both of you because then you get to merge your readership instead of always being splintered yes. so um, and, it, and it really allows you to build up a, a you know a huge volume of information that people are going to constantly come back and other people are going to say hey go to this site check out this article it's a great article mm -hmm. and, and, and you know we don't have the time to write all these articles ourselves so it really helps you if you can find other people especially experts in that field or in, in, you know, in relation to what you're doing, that you can, you can, uh, and most of them are more than, you know, happy to have you put the, post their stuff up there also. Yep, because you know what? Writers like to write. Yes. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. I'm I, trying to write scripts. I don't have time for all this. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, if I, and, and one of the reasons I do podcasts instead of doing a written, 
you know, flat interview on a, on a site, not that there's anything wrong with those, um, right. is I like to get the author's voice. And I like to have a two-way discussion. You know, if I'm sending you to an article, to an interview form where I just ask you five questions and you sit there and write them out, there's no back and forth. Yeah. You know, it's it's just, it's a flat profile of yourself. And I, I like people to hear, you know, and, and the same thing when you write your book and people are reading your book, they don't know your voice. But now if they can, you know, find the podcast and listen to you, or if you put up some videos, I'm sure your site has videos on it. Um, it doesn't, believe it or not. I'm ashamed to say that. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> so what you're going to do this weekend is record a couple of videos. Yes. Can so you believe it? A filmmaker see... site without video. Terrible. Yeah. That's... I'm terrible. I, it's, it needs updating, believe me. <laughs> it really does. It's the that... shoemaker's shoes. Yes. Uh, so I'm, that's it. That's definitely in my plans is to get my act together. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know when you do uh, when you do videos, you get to include YouTube into your social media plan, and especially for filmmakers, yes. you know you do a book trailer for your book, and people are going to flock to you. Um, especially the younger generation. One of the statistics I heard recently that blew my mind is that uh, YouTube is the second most used search engine next to Google. Wow, I, and I'm I like. What? <laughs> who, who would have thought, right? Everybody yeah, thought who would have thought? But it's, it's probably it is, a social yeah. site, you know? Kids, yeah, kids will type in, you know, they want a new phone or whatever, or they want to find out about a book. They they type it in to YouTube and see what comes up, see what their friends are saying about it. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing you can't learn to do on, on YouTube, you know? Everything is there. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk a little bit more about the second book. You decided again to self-publish that one. Right. And um, you said it's a short book. How short? Well, it's 136 pages, which it's to me is short. short. I know it's not short, but when you compare it to some of these, you know, self-help books, which are four or 500 pages. Which nobody I, wants to read. That's it. And, and everybody wants everything quicker now. They don't want to, most of them don't want to read. So it's probably, you know, I probably need to make an audio version of it. Yeah. And, and, and a video version of it. And, and really, so I tried to really make it so dense that every word in there really has, has something that really will, you know, wake you up and, mm-hmm. and really get you to do what you want to do. Because there's nothing worse than people that, uh, you know, you talk to them and they say, gosh, I, I wanted to do that. I wish I would have done that when I was younger. You know, all those stories. And they have these regret stories. And it's, you know, it's a horrible thing. Yeah. So, so I really tried to, to make a book that said, hey, Let's get started right now. It takes you one second to change your life. The second you decide to do it, you take that first step, boom, you're on your way. Yeah. You know? And and so I, I tried to really put a, a lot of and that's the other thing with with uh, you know, you talked about the video versus just the writing. It's hard to sometimes when you write something it's you may not be getting your real message across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because the, there's no intonation, you right. know, you you can't you know, there's no body language, you know, and there's a lot of things. Like you said, when you're writing a movie script, it's different from writing a novel. Right. Because when you write the movie script, you expect there's going to be a person that is going to take on the role that is going to give them their their voice and their body motions and the producer and director are going to, you know, create something. So all you really need to do is the dialogue and the setting. Right. And then the rest is going to be up to somebody else. Right. So basically, you want to give your book that other dimension 
You're a filmmaker. Make videos. And I'll, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I could write a novel. I'm, I'm just, I'm geared more towards, you know, towards the uh, visual and the verbal. So yep. scripts are perfect medium for me. <laughs> That's great. Um, it's been a while since. Now, have you, have you thought of publishing any of your scripts as just putting them out there as a published work? Well, not really. I mean, I've, I've got several that could could turn into, you know, they could go the other direction. A couple of stories that are true would be great. To me, they would be great as books, actual books. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just really gearing up to get, get the film filmmaking going again and really get these get the scripts rolling. So okay, we'll see what we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. <laughs> just out of curiosity, what types of scripts do you write? Well, I'm uh, unfortunately I write smaller stories, which are you know not not in the the big corporations that are running things now, they want the big blockbuster type stuff, and that's not something I really, really write. So we'll see where... But with, with video, with technology opening up, the video on demand, and you, it's almost impossible to get a small film in a theater nowadays. So mm-hmm. I... And that's why I'm okay with that. You know, there's so many avenues towards the cable and video on demand that they, they need content. So... Um, I, but I do... That's I write true. more... Yeah, I try to write more personable stories than the big, big shoot-em-ups, things like that. Yeah, no, I'm not a big shoot 'em up fan. Um, <laughs> no. I'd rather watch your kind of story. Great, I'll you know, I'll make sure you show up for the premiere. Yay! <laughs> I like LA. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and and that's actually an interesting uh, point that as a scriptwriter, you have writing skills, but you recognize that just because you have a good script doesn't mean that you can make a good novel. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm struggling with. Um, I have, one of my sons wrote a number of screenplays and, um, and, uh, stage plays. And I need to try and figure out how to convert them into a medium that is more accessible to people because the stories are great, but they're written to be filmed. They're not written to be read. Right. So... And I know it's a very small group of people that actually like to read screenplays because the format is very um, jolting if you're yeah. if you're not used to reading that type of thing. Right. So it is. There's so much left out, you know. Yes. That if you if you don't see this the segue from one scene to the next, the sequence, then it, it is. It's going to be sometimes be kind of difficult to understand what's going on. So yeah. But you know, you can. I mean, I've seen where you know. It's funny. I think I just saw an article on on converting uh, scripts to novels. So I'll see if I can find that information and get that to you. That'd be great. Well, because like when you look at the Emmys and stuff or Oscars, you'll see, you know, something, some movie adapted from a novel. And you'll see screenplay adapted from novel or novel adapted from screenplay. And, you know, you know it's got to go that way, but it's almost going to take a complete rewrite. Right. Right, and I, like I said, I, I know I'm not a novel writer, so it's yeah, well, I, I envy those people that can write that way. Yeah, it's that's and it's good to recognize that in yourself. So now you've already given people a lot of great tips, but one question I do like to ask is if someone's just starting out as an author, um, and you kind of already covered this, but maybe you can cover it in a little different angle. What would you tell them? They're just starting out. They've got a story idea in their head, and they just don't know what they should do first. What I, you know, one thing I try to do is because I'm usually juggling several different things I'm writing all at once. I, I take out a folder, and 
you know, the second you start planting that seed in your brain that you're going to write this story, things will start to pop out, right? Yeah. Things, they just seem, you go, you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning, all of a sudden, here comes a, a thought or a scene or a, a, a line of dialogue, whatever, comes into your mind. You've got to get that out and write it down because that way it frees up that space for the next one to show up. Oh, so, cool. So I always suggest just go get a manila folder, write that little bit, you know, that, that idea on that piece of paper, get it out of your head, throw it in that folder. And, you know, after, after a month, you'll be surprised how much information you've gathered without even really realizing it. That's a great idea. That was actually one of the techniques uh, when my son was around 18. He, he said to me, Mom, I've got all these ideas in my head, and I don't know what I should finish first. And should I finish my current project and ignore all these other things? And I told him exactly that. I said, open a, open a notepad file, you know, write down just enough so that you know what you wanted to do and then put it away. And when it's time for you to go back to it, you'll go back to it. Right. But it's not going to get out of your head until you put it down. Exactly what you said. It's going to take up space until that. Ne- and then the next idea can't come until exactly. you get the first idea out. So. Yes. And that's and I've got I've got so many folders. <laughs> well, and that's just it because you've got the folders, you've got the ideas, and you've got the and and when it's ready, it'll you know you'll go flipping through those folders and something will jump out at you and say, "Finish me." <laughs> yes, and, and you look at some of the stuff and go, "Boy, what was I thinking?" You know? Yeah, yeah, and that I mean, can go to the back of the back of the drawer. <laughs> exactly, because I mean, so much of writing is rewriting that you you, you know you've just got to get those ideas out, and then I always tell people I say. Try to block out some time, a couple days a week. You don't have to do it every single day. I mean, I try, I try to write every day. Some people, you know, they just don't have the time or they don't make the time. But you've got to find time at least three days a week, even if it's just for a half an hour. Yep. To try and force yourself to sit down and write and block that time out and say, I'm not going to look at my email. I'm not going to answer the phone. This time is strictly for one thing and one thing only. And that's what you've got to do at that time is block it out and don't do anything else. Don't walk in the refrigerator, look for some food, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of my big big distractions was, and it's really funny because, you know, I mean, I'm a decent housekeeper. But if I, like, had something that I was procrastinating doing, the house would get cleaned top to bottom. (laughs) And what did you do today? Oh, well, I cleaned the house because I was supposed to be writing this article for Ladies Home Journal, but it just wasn't coming. So I just cleaned the house, top to bottom. Yeah, we always took the dog for a walk. You can always find something else to do, and that's what we usually do. Yeah. We find something else to do, which has to be done, but it It didn't have to be done right then. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So I try to get them to say, you know, keep those files, keep those folders open for your different ideas. I mean, you've got two novels you want to write or three novels. I've got so many script files, it's, it's amazing. But you just have got to sit down and try and write, at least to me, three, three nights a week. Take a half an hour, an hour, and just try to start writing out. On, I, try, I usually use an outline. Mm-hmm. I try to start with an outline from beginning to end so that you, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to have a hard time writing, I find. Is there. So I always know where the ending, what the ending is going to be and, and try, to, try to start. Now, some people don't like to use an outline, and that's great. You know, and I... And, well, uh, and the thing people need to realize is an outline isn't uh, inflexible. Right. You know, I mean, if you decide the story's going in a different direction, you can either add or take away to the outline and reformat it to where you're actually going. Right. And if you're writing nonfiction, look at other people's books. Look at their table of contents and see how they structure their books. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's, 
you know, we're not really, not, I'm not inventing anything new, that's for sure. So I try to look, you know, look at the, the examples that are the, the tops in the industry and, and try to follow what they're doing. Yep. And even same with novels, you know, the story, you can look at different mediums. You can look at films and see how to tell a story. You can look at novels to see how to tell, you know, there are different avenues. I try to look at other areas in, in, in any industry and say, okay, how are they, how are they telling stories? It's interesting. You know, what are they doing? It's all, it's all storytelling. So, mm-hmm. and you can, and you don't have to worry about stealing someone else's style because right. no matter what, your voice is going to come through. Exactly. You, and that's, you know, you're going to research your subject and, it, and you're going to put everything in your own words and the way you write and boom, it'll, it'll come out different than everything else. So, Awesome. And we talked a little bit about social media, so you don't really have any Facebook presence? No, I don't. You know, I don't. And I, I started to initially when I started my Facebook, I was going to use it mainly for business. Mm-hmm. You know? All your friends start to find you, and I thought, okay. I, and I'm not the type that says, "Hey, I've got a book. You better buy it, or I won't be your friend anymore." So, right. I try to. I, I haven't used Facebook that much. I, I I try to go find those markets online and, and go that approach. I think it's a lot more concentrated. And and even with Facebook, it's unless you send somebody a private message, by the time they get to it, if they're not watching it, it's you know it's four gone. pages down. They're never going to see it. Yeah. So, um, but but. That's so online. I try to find those groups, and, and no matter what your subject is, even if you're writing a novel, if one of your characters is a is a veterinarian, go find veterinarians. They might want to read about that, you know. Yep, I and mean, they so, can give you technical assistance. Exactly right. You, you go go talk to them, and, and you'd be surprised how many different groups are online that that you maybe never thought about might want to read your novel. You mm-hmm. know, whatever your characters do for a professional living, go find those people. They would probably love to read that. So. That's yeah. a really great point. Um, it's an endless amount of people out there, and it's, you just have to find them. That's it. Well, like they say, in New York City alone, there's 8 million stories. Right. <laughs> Not even, you know, instead of people, there's stories. I mean, I, mean, I looked at, just in California, I think I was reading an article, there are 400,000 licensed realtors in California alone. What so the what heck are, are they all selling? Oh, I don't know. The same stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of them are part-time probably, but... You know, so if one of your characters is a realtor, you've got a built-in group right there you can probably sell your novel to. So. Yeah, make it a successful realtor that overcomes problems and is selling million-dollar homes. That, yeah, see, exactly. They want to read about that. Yeah, that's crazy, but that's a great idea. Um, if, you're, if you're looking for an idea about something to, you know, you don't know where to focus your book, just go out on Google and do some random searches and see what pops up. Right, right. Make one of your characters, you know, from another country that has two billion people. They they would love to read it too. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the, the people are out there, and it's just a matter of concentrating and, and finding where they're really at. And and I and to me, I really like to go after groups. I mean, selling books is a, is tough enough if you try to sell one at a time. But if you can go after a group, um, it, it makes it a heck of a lot easier, I think. Yeah, and. Especially for filmmaking, because you know, if one person likes your book, you're going to sell twenty copies. Right. You know, because right. filmmakers don't all work alone. Right. No. <laughs> and you know, we we call them independent filmmakers, but we know that every independent filmmaker is working with a group of about you know twenty to thirty other independent filmmakers. Right. And you all do help each other out, you know, online and off. So, right. you know, that's a, it's the same thing with, you know, cooking. If you're writing a book about, you know, cooking a specific way, 
you know, Betty, Betty Jones likes it and she tells, you know, Emma and the next thing you know, you've sold 40 copies of your book to just this woman and her friends. Exactly. And if you're, if you're, you know, writing a book about Italian food, you can probably find Italian restaurants that might sell your book while people are waiting in line to get in, you know? Wow. That's a great idea. Mario Batali. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I've got a friend, I'm going to, I'm going to send him to you. I have a friend who's, who's written a book. It's a short, and it's full of short stories. Yep. Um, he's been selling this book at barber shops, uh, car ma- you know, place car auto shops pe- where people are waiting. Right? They're waiting yep. for their car. They're sitting there for two hours. They don't have anything to do. So you know, you've got the book sitting there, especially with short stories. They can read a story and go, "This is great. Where can I buy this?" Yeah. So you just uh, you know look at. I mean, you walk into a dentist office, a doctor's office. They've got magazines. Sometimes every now and then I'll see a book sitting there. I thought that's a great place to market to. Yep. Especially with my doctor's office, where the the normal wait time is about three hours. Wow! <laughs> no matter what time your appointment is, it's still going to be a three hour wait. And so, you know, it's just the way it is in New York City, especially. You just yeah. gave me a great idea. I'm wow. I'm going to package up some books and <laughs> should go down there and, and say I want to put some books in here. I mean, if you give away, you know, you put one in there for free. One, yeah. You're liable to- New new customers every day are showing up. So, yeah. And now, are you seeing um, a difference in the number of ebooks you sell versus the number of print books you sell? Uh, I mean, I, I you know I haven't. Uh, I, I can't like I say the the ebook versions are on there. Um, I don't see as many ebooks to be honest with you as I do paperbacks. I don't know if it's well. The, the filmmaking book has a lot of. Uh, photographs in it, you know, trying to show cinematography details, things like that. So maybe people would rather have a print version. I don't know. But I'm not seeing That's there's... what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, is that your book is one that is going to be better in print than than on ebook, unless someone's got it, you know, on their uh, on their iPad from their Kindle reader or whatever. Right. Um, and even then, um, I'm thinking that your book is probably one that they want to be able to hold in their hand, make notes in... Right, you know, and that's still, you know, you can do that in ebooks, but not the same way. And it's a book yeah. you want to thumb through. And the reason I bring that up is that um, a friend of mine has a very popular classic car website, huh. and his audience is mostly, you know, older men. Right. And yeah. so he did an ebook of classic car photos, and was a little disappointed that nobody nobody wanted it. And so somebody emailed him, a couple, you know, two or three people emailed him and said, you know, if you made that book available in print, I'd probably buy it. Right. And we actually did last week get it formatted for print. And the first day he he sold four copies off of a news, you know, off of just emailing like 10, 20 people. So, you know, you've got to know your market in order to know, you know, for all the authors out there that think all you need to do is the Kindle book. Um, or Nook or whatever, make sure you have a print copy available too. And someplace like CreateSpace is perfect because it doesn't cost you anything anymore. Right. You know, the only thing you have to pay for if you want to is 25 bucks for expanded distribution, you know, and you don't have to do that until you know that you have to be in those other outlets. Right, which which I did as well because I, I it's, what's really interesting is that, you know, with everything being global now and electronic, I... 
you know, I get emails from people in Africa or, or Europe, you know, I bought your book and you know, it's just, it just shocks you. I think initially think, well, I didn't think this thing would go, you know, show up. Yep. It's, it's, it's everything's everything, you know, the world is just one big global market. So be, be prepared to take it as far as you can. Yep. Have you thought about getting it translated into other languages? That's pretty technical. You know, I've, I, I have thought about that. I, I have a friend, you know, I, I a great friend out here who's fluent in French, and I can find Spanish. I should probably should do that, mm-hmm. especially for the e-versions and that, and see if I could, uh, um, you know, increase sales with that. I, I, you know, Plus it's, it's, outreach, you know, maybe your leadership book, you know, that would be nice to have it in Spanish. Right. Uh, because of all the people around, the, you know, south, southwest United States that are... Kind of a little bit of an ignored population, right? I agree with you. That's that's a huge that's a huge you know market out here. I mean, it's so that's I'm going to write that down. I'm going to take that one from you. <laughs> I like when I can help the authors out a little bit. That's uh, oh yeah. I mean, this is a, the brainstorming. The brainstorming here is always great. You know. Yep. Well, and like I said earlier, that's why I like to do one-on-one um, discussions. And I'm not a good note taker, so I don't want to have to interview somebody and try and remember everything they said. Right. So, you know, the podcast format works for me and, and seems to work for the authors that I'm that I'm interviewing. Right. So everybody gets some ideas, and we all exchange them, and everybody's happy at the end of the day. That's great. Well, I went and listened to your other podcast, so I'm already taking notes. Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> well, and you should hear the ones that I don't have up yet. Those are going to be, I got some pretty hot ones that I... We had some good ones up already, but the last couple of days, I've talked to some pretty interesting people. Great. I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, do you have any parting thoughts for, you know, first time or established authors or filmmakers? One one thing that I I do as well, besides online, is I, I... I will go and do the old style direct mail type stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know if a lot of people do that or not, but I, I initially, you know, if I find a filmmaking expo, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to go and put, uh, you know, business cards with my book. You know, you put your book cover on one side of the card and you put your information on the other side. I'll walk through a parking lot and put them on people's cars. I don't mind doing that at all. You <gasps> nice. I you haven't know. seen anybody do that in a long time. That's I know you, people. People just don't do it anymore. And I'm going. This is great. I, you know, I'll go down to a seminar. They've got five thousand people down there. Yeah. You know, and it, you can get cards printed on. You know, some of the online print places. You can get a card for two or three cents a piece. Yeah. And it's boy, you'd be shocked how many people show up. All nice. of a sudden on the website. That's a great so, idea. So and there's always you know check your check your convention center check their schedule and see what's see what's going on down there and you just go down there or just go down there and talk to people. Yeah, go talk, well, go hang out in the lobby. You don't have to pay to get into the convention. Yeah, you don't have to pay to get in. You can, you Pretend can just... you're a smoker. <laughs> Pretend, get a fake cigarette and hang out where you see the smokers hanging out and just talk right. to people. And everybody goes to lunch, too, so you got lunchtime, you're out there. So what do you do? Well, I'm an author. Here's my, if you're interested in my book, boom, you know, you just never know. There you go. So it's, I mean, I look... Not enough people go that route, I don't think, to, to look outside of the... A lot of people want to just sit at home in their chair in front of their computer, and I'm going, boy, there's a whole market out there that's not looking on, online, you know? Mm-hmm. No, nope. and that's excellent. And like you said, if you can find a targeted place 
you know, and there are a few people that still do things by mail, but even your local library, see if they'll put a stack of cards out, tell them you'll give them a donation, you know, because you'll have a special code on that card so you know right. that those books sold from that library or the film school, you know? Exactly. You can put your, put a stack of cards, uh, and I've, I've been in movie theaters, and I'll see postcards in there for books, I'll see them in there for photography, so yeah, it's... You know, you get a lot of traffic going through there, and you're not, you don't have to spend your time going after it. It's already coming in, and you can just put a stack of cards and hey, let me know when these are gone. You know. Yep. So, can I also go after the end of the independent bookstores as well? Oh, that's a good idea too, especially in your genre with the with the film, right. uh, because that's where filmmakers go to find books, because there aren't that many books out there that are good right. that right. tell you how to shoot something. Right. So. But yeah, so I in in the next step I'm going with the new book is uh, I'm starting to go after companies. Okay. Large companies that have you know huge employment numbers and and you know you look at some of these companies that you know they have tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people worldwide and you know you especially the e version that's where your e version you can just pop it to them and say you know give me ten cents or a quarter for every employee you've got. Yeah, exactly. You can so, have as many as you want. Yeah, so spread it uh, around and inspire your people. Right, one email, and you know, it's it's, it's amazing what can happen. So, well, just, it sounds like you're covering things pretty well. I'm. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you um, carved out some time for me this afternoon, and I'm. It's really been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Where can people find you? Um, apparently just on your website, <laughs> no Twitter yeah. or Facebook. I mean, I do have a Facebook. They can find me on there. But I, 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 the filmmaking website is called filmschoolnow.com. Okay. That's a really cool name. And then the name for uh, that I use for my other book, and it's also my coaching. I do some coaching on the side. My coaching website is called successminded.com. Oh wow! You got a couple of good domains. How long have you been doing this? <laughs> I, those, they, I've had those domains, their domains for quite a while, though, especially uh, the yeah. especially the filmmaking one. I've had it probably ten years, maybe I don't know. So. Yeah, those would be a couple that would be pretty expensive to get these days. So yeah, but congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you allowing me to talk to you today. It's been a great, great discussion. All right. Well, thank you. Um, as always, for our listeners, if you want to find us, we are at bookgoodies.com. And if you found us, you know, via iTunes or one of our podcatchers and you haven't seen the website, come on over to bookgoodies.com and look up Curtis and you'll be able to find the link to the podcast and you can leave us comments. And you can also, uh, there's a link at the top to contact us if you want to suggest a topic you want covered. Or if you want to be a guest yourself. And there's also a link to tell us about your book. And you can submit that form for uh, however many books you have. And we'll get your book listed on our website. And there's no charge for any of that. So we're just a community of people that want to help other authors get your get your word out. And um, again, like I said, Curtis, thank you so much. Um, you can find us on Twitter at... Uh, twitter.com slash bookgoodies and you can find me personally on twitter at twitter.com slash loxley l-o-x-l-y like in robin hood who was robin of loxley and we like to um 
thank our host, GeekCast.fm, who hosts all of our podcasts and many others um, about internet marketing and marketing in general. So thanks everyone for listening and get writing and have a great night.